Greetings and welcome to another episode of Snap Tackle Pod. I'm Mick Schaefer of KSHB 41. He's Dion Clisso of Preps KC. Uh, I'm on location. Dion's not on location today. No. I am on location at Dion's house. In fact, if we get animated enough, <laughs> we might be able to hear each other. I'm, I'm upstairs at Dion's house. Dion's downstairs. If we get, if we get loud enough, our, our, our voices could bleed through each other's microphones here. A little bit. Uh, you know, when we first started doing the radio show over Zoom, Last year, Coach Walms and I were both down here in the basement, and it was total bleed. I mean, it was bad. And I've been trying, you know, we were muting each other's. You were trying to mute our mics and stuff like that. And then finally, we're just like, forget it. Let's go. So he sits upstairs where Mick is right now, and I sit downstairs. And uh, the quality of the show has gone up markedly in that time. And uh, as I told Mick, uh, there's a, a spare bedroom that was being turned from a baby's room at one time into a office for my wife and my son. Uh, that project started about a year ago and has not yet been completed. So nice. uh, that's that's why he's uh, he's where he's at right now up there in the uh, in the uh, let's, let's just put it this way. It's a baby's room and my son is 12. So oh, it's okay. been it's been the catch all nice. room. Yeah. <laughs> the people yeah. are coming over. We need to put something someplace room. You've got better lighting down there, Dion. I've still got the natural light coming in. Yes. Through your, like your patio door here. But, yes, uh, I, when when if you come back again, if we ever get that room set up, I will, I'll probably go out and buy another, you know, make it a second studio and do some fun stuff with it. I've got, hey, look, I've got more backdrops. Yeah, you I've do. got the, I've got the plane. I have a former sponsor's backdrop. If they ever want to get back in, uh, <laughs> they, they shall remain nameless. Uh, if they want to get back in the in the in the mix, we can throw that up. And I've also got the the Preps KC. But of course, we are both of us in the Preps KC studios, powered right. by Xfinity Internet. So. Powered by Xfinity. Well, I appreciate you having me over here. Like, long story short, I'm I'm over here because we're uh, shooting a piece with one of Dion's neighbors yes. for the uh, <laughs> Sunday night football game to be played wherever uh, this week. Uh, between Mick's the- just going to drive around aimlessly until somebody tells him where to go. Yeah, pretty uh, much. So <laughs> literally right around the corner. So I'm, I'm, this is a two birds, one stone type deal for me on a Wednesday, yeah, which is when we're recording this. And so we usually start kind of on the previous Friday before looking yeah. ahead uh, to the next Friday. And a lot of uh, a surprising results from last Friday, uh, Dion. It's kind of that middle of the season when maybe the good teams get a little too comfortable and those teams that haven't won games got a little more fire in them. And, and we saw that in some of the results. I'll just start with St. James beating St. Thomas Aquinas. <laughs> that, was the, that was the biggest surprise uh, for me in week five. Yeah, and, you know, that was the last EKL team that St. James had had to beat. They'd beaten yep. everybody. And I was, as I was told today, including Mill Valley and Gardner Edgerton, when they were in the league, they got wins over them. So uh, that, that was the last one Coach Radke had on the list. They finally got them. They're now one and eight against Aquinas. Good win for them. Um, you know, they lost their quarterback, Sammy Wheeler, to a broken foot in the first game against Blue Valley Northwest. Uh, Boydston came in, uh, played, played really well in that game. He ended up getting like a heat stroke. Neeson's little brother had to come in. in the first, I mean, they were like three, they were like sniffing their fourth quarterback in the first game of the season. But Boyson's really come in and done a great job. And Coach Rack, he says he just makes plays. And now, you know, he's he's really settled into that spot. They've got another two or three weeks before uh, Sammy Wheeler can come back. And, uh, you know, that could make that team even better. If Wheeler comes back and steps right back in at quarterback and then Boyson goes back to safety, they get stronger on a defense that really is starting to round into form. And they took care of a, an Aquinas team that was hanging numbers on people uh, pretty easily to look good doing it. So, uh, the the death of St. James is uh, 
been greatly exaggerated. I think they're we still might exaggerate every year. They're only yeah. four last year. <laughs> and then uh, they just went on a roll and won uh, Kansas 4A State for a second straight year. And they look to be uh, kind of rounding into form this year. Right? That, that was kind of a surprise result on the, on, the, yeah. on the Kansas side, on the Missouri side. And look, it might have been me just being guilty of like, okay, Oak Park's more of a nice story. Platte County, even in a down year, is going to be – is going to be a team that's going to beat them. No, as it turns out, Oak Park rolled over Platte County last week, 47-25. When was the last time the North were 5-0, and Dion? I thought someone said it. We talked about it last week. And Michael Keenan days? Yeah, Michael Keenan in 2003. They were undefeated 7-0 and when they played Blue Springs in the first week of the old three-team or four-team district season uh, in that classic game on a Thursday night on yeah. – on, uh, Metro Sports. Metro Sports back at then. the time. It was Spectrum, yeah, time Spectrum or, or yeah, Time Warner Cable. It was. It was. Uh, and I uh, in a game that I will tell you, and it's coming up on twenty. They ought to. We ought to do something about that game next year because it's one of the best games in in, in Kansas City in the last twenty some years. Kind of like the the Central and uh, Raytown game. It, it, you know, it wasn't a pl- it wasn't a playoff game basketball yeah. that people remember. And one of the reasons why people remember that game, it was a Thursday night game. There weren't other really that many Thursday night games going on that year. It was late in the season. And when I got there, I'm walking up and I saw like seven different coaching st- members of seven, like seven or eight different coaching staffs. And that stadium was packed. Yeah. And it was, it was, you know, right down to the end. So hats off to Oak Park coach. Ken Clemens was an assistant coach on that team. Um, I think they're ranked for the first time. I think somebody said 2006. My, my knowledge only goes back to about 2010. I don't think they've ever been ranked in, in the preps KC era. Um, yeah. And then, you know, when I was at the examiner, we didn't really get to play in the rankings. We weren't allowed. <laughs> so I, yeah. my knowledge isn't great on that. But uh, no, they 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 are a legit solid football team. They've got some size. They've got three good running backs. Um, they've got an identity. They know what they want to do. Uh, so they really are a team that, you know, they've got Lee Summit this week. Um, so that's another test. Yeah. Lee Summit's got some athletes. And, and they've they, you know, talk about trap games. They get North Kansas City in two weeks. It's going to be a spectrum game. It's yeah. at their place. It's North Kansas City at their place. North Kansas City has been the big dog along with Staley in that district. Uh, that place is going to be packed on, on that game. So, uh, really, they are one of the best stories of the year so far. They really are. Uh, one of the stories of last week was the crossover games we had, right? We had Kansas taking on Missouri in five games. Uh, it was funny on, on Twitter beforehand. I think you're involved in this with some of us were kind of predicting uh, uh, Missouri and Kansas results and maybe in a Kansas guy, maybe. Maybe uh, weighed the Kansas side a little, little heavily. I, I thought Kansas would go four and one. I got the record right, but it was Missouri <laughs> winning four games. Kansas winning, with, but they were all close. Yeah. A lot of, I mean, they're all down to the wire. Yeah, you know, and the Cole Young who does, he's one of the guys that does our Twitter account on Friday night, trying to you know do an engagement and put that out there. First time, first time I put it out there was six, and I had somebody's like, I think there's only, I think it, of course it was Spectrum. I think said, I think there's five. Yeah. We got that right. We're like, yeah, okay, it was five. We we're so excited. We wanted to add another one in there. We were ready to make our own <laughs> yeah. matchup. Uh, yeah, I, you know, what's funny is the one I thought I felt pretty good about was Rockers and Miege. Uh, yeah, and Miege I, I actually got. Yeah. I picked. I picked Blue Valley West. I picked Rockers. Lost both of those. Uh, so didn't do a very good job on that. But you know, you had Ray Peck handled Blue Valley North. That's the only one that wasn't um, a close game. But uh, no, the Rockers Miege game was great. I got to watch all that. Uh, shout out to Spectrum Sports. They did a fantastic job. They're you know. Miege offensively looked fantastic. They really kind of carved up that Rockers defense. Um, but then in the second half, Rockers started to impose their will a little bit 
on me age and, you know, got a one touchdown drive at the start of the fourth quarter to make it a seven point game. And then at the end, they get the ball back with about five minutes left and they go all the way down. They've got fourth and one from the four yard line. And you're thinking, well, this is it right here. They're going to get this thing in. They're going to score. Yeah. Uh, knowing Kelly Donahoe and knowing where he's at in that game with that much time, he's going to, you know, he feels like he can get two and a half, three yards anytime he wants. They were going to get the, you know, go for the two point conversion, maybe win it, maybe not. But Jack Baird came in and blew that thing up from the right side, uh, went around. Andrew Sprague goes out and gets the guy in front of him, but nobody accounted for the, for the guy coming around the outside mm-hmm. and, and stops him. So it was a great, great way to end that game. Staley, Blue Valley West was back and forth all night long, too. That was a Yeah, I, I believe Blue Valley West was up by a couple scores late yeah. in that game, and Staley came back. Yeah, I felt really good about that one. I, I, I may stop picking games this year because I'm not doing very well, which says to me there's a lot of – there's a lot of teams that are very equal. So week to week, it's tough to figure out. That game definitely was back and forth. And Staley, you know, you want to talk about Jacqueline Hyde. They come out and they're a young team. And, and Coach Rampy, yeah. I talked to him last week and he's like, yeah, that's, or, you know, a couple weeks ago, that's who we are. He goes, we're young. So we're up one week, we're down the next. You know, we're up one week. Yeah, he goes, he goes, and it's play to play sometimes. So, yeah. but big win for Staley. And you could see that team really kind of gaining an identity under Coach Rampy. Yeah, they play at Liberty this week. That's a uh, that's a good game for both. It's teams. our game of the week on uh, KSHB yeah. forty one. We have uh, a couple three and two teams, a couple teams that are capable of of winning some games in the playoffs. It's also mm-hmm. our uh, morning news anchor Lindsay Shively, who's been with us for so long, and is <laughs> such a great uh, coworker and a great human being. She's getting inducted, uh, rightfully so, into the Liberty Hall of uh, Fame. Good for her on friday so we're going to be there for that so it's going to be a big night at uh at liberty and let's speak of the blue jays they've got a couple nice wins over the park hills uh the last couple of weeks starting off the season one and two so that should be a good game i want to celebrate here before we look ahead um by my count dion we have got nine unbeatens left yeah in the metro area okay i'm going to run down let me know if i'm missing any liberty north mill valley bishop miege olathe north Carney, Sinner, Oak Park, Eudora, and Pleasant Hill. That's not the Roosters crawling you know, along at five and zero. It's a really good football team. They're up to number two uh, in the state. They kind of took uh, St. Pius's spot with Pius's loss uh, last week, and they fell from the ranks of the unbeaten. You know, Pleasant Hill brought back almost their entire uh, offense and defense from the team last year. Last year, their defense was last year they were in. We're going to have to outscore you mode. <laughs> and they yeah. brought back a lot of key players from that offense, but they brought back a lot of players on the defense. So they were, knew they were going to be a better team. You know, a couple weeks ago, they got a, a not a scare. Um, they played a Harrisonville team that's getting better. Uh, they've won their last two games. But Pleasant Hill is a really good class three football team. You know, I'd say along with Pius and Maryville and those teams, they're, they got a shot to get out and, you know, get to the semifinals, quarterfinals, you know, depending on how those, those bracket, you know, they'll, they'll match up bracket wise. But uh, the Roosters, under Coach Justin Hamilton, he has really, in a short amount of time, turned them around. They were 0-10 the year before he got there, uh, and in two years he had them with a district title. And then and then this year, who knows? I mean, they lost in the quarterfinals to Pius last year. If they played right now, I'd make Pleasant Hill a favorite. Right. And so that's uh, yeah, that's down in Class 2. Um, Eudora over in 4A. 4A in Kansas. Kansas is uh, is undefeated as well. A couple of those, those teams that um, – Maybe you wouldn't thought would be there at this point. And how about uh, how about the likes of uh, we mentioned Oak Park, but the likes of uh, Carney at five and zero still. Yeah, Carney, their their schedule was really front loaded. Um, and you know, last week they played Excelsior Springs, and I called that a little bit of a trap game because that's a team that runs a you know a veer at you. They run option, 
It's tough to get ready for, and they just handle them. I, they're just handling. I I don't know what to say about Carney uh, besides the fact. I mean, they're ranked number two uh, behind St. Mary's in 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 the, in the state of Missouri, and I don't. They've answered every question that you have at this mm-hmm. point. If someone plays them close, it's going to be stunning. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's a they they are Logan Minnick moved up there, um, and that really that's a team that that I think they, they went 500 last year, and I think they've they've had some times where they've not been as good the last few years. And I think sometimes, you know, Josh Gray was their coach. Great guy. He's down at Sedalia doing good things. Um, sometimes, and, and Coach Gray had been there a long time, sometimes you just got to change up what, what the voice is. And mm-hmm. Men- Menick got there, and he said, he looked around, he said, hey, the team's got talent, you know. And I've had people tell me, so, yeah, they would have been good this year, and they've really they've really they've, – they've taken care of the games they needed to. The last few years, they didn't. They weren't beating Smithville. They weren't beating Platte County. Uh, yeah. So, no, they, they definitely – they're off to a great start. Center's 5-0. A uh, couple of prove-it games coming up, though. Harrisonville, Odessa, and Pleasant Hill the next yeah. three weeks. Are the, are the Yellow Jackets good enough to get through those three? Well, I did an interview with Coach Maxwell uh, this week, who's at Harrisonville, and we were talking about center. And I said, you know, I would take centers 1 through 22 and say they could probably sit down and play with just about anybody for two quarters. I'm talking, like, big schools. Yeah, because they've got athletes and they've got they've got some size too, um, and and they can definitely play with anybody in four A and beat anybody in in class four in Missouri, it, it, with the guys they've got. The problem for 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 center is twenty two to thirty five, and that's about it. There's not sure. a lot of depth behind it. Uh, they you are usually as, see a lot of times you'll see that on special teams, right? Or yeah. as the game goes on, a lot of those twenty two guys might be playing both ways, and that's yes. where maybe. Bigger schools at two platoon and have more depth might might get to them, but I, I agree. I saw them this summer. They're 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 loaded with talent. Oh, I mean, and, and Vix is good a quarterback that that is out there. They've got two big offensive linemen that are starting to get FCS looks. Um, so I mean, you know, they've got the pieces there. It's the question, and and that's what Maxwell said. He goes, "Oh no, I'd put them up." He goes, "There's there's good as anybody, and they're well coached." Brian DeLong and his staff are fantastic, and um and you know that's that's one of those staffs that's really really respected by other coaches in the metro because they know that they're, they get their kids out and they play hard and um they're really good but yeah that's a team the next three weeks we're gonna find out harrisonville's getting better brent maxwell came back to coach that team after about four years away and and uh he's he's got that you know i i joked with him i said you know your first three games against micds maryville and pleasant hill I said, you ought to fire, you know, tell the AD you want him fired for scheduling you that, except he's the AD. He's like, yeah, I don't know who the idiot who did that schedule. <laughs> uh, but I said, I go, I said, I'm not going to compare it to 2016 where they started one in three, maybe that included an eight fumble game at Platte County where they got beat by like 40 and then went on to win a state title, beating Web City and Carney along the way. <laughs> I mean, it's two pretty good teams to beat. He goes, yeah, yeah I don't know if we're there yet. He goes, but, uh, they are a team that gets better. That, that's a split back beer team option team that when they, when they, you know, those best points take a while to get going, but when they get going, they're pretty good. A um, couple others, Bishop Miege. I mean, if you're undefeated halfway through the season in the, in the EKL, you've done a lot of things. They have blue Valley this week. And then that holiest of Holy Wars with St. Yeah. Thomas Aquinas in a couple of weeks. And then you have a, uh, an Olathe North team who could be tested Friday night, that undefeated record on the line, taking on a good Gardner team. Yeah, you know, and you got to see Gardner play last week. They jumped out 14-0. Uh, there was all kinds of talk about uh, Mill Valley's defense. Evidently, they were reading their press clippings for the first quarter or so. <laughs> but it is it, it is flexible. 64-yard run and then uh, a fumble at the 10 that led to some quick <laughs> points. 
Uh, and then the Mill Valley defense kind of put their clamps down there. But I mean, Dustin Delaney called a great game. He's the offensive coordinator there. It's just a great coaching staff there at um, at uh, at Gardner. So yeah, uh, and that, honestly, Mill Valley won that game. The last they scored uh, what four touchdowns, three touchdowns in the final four minutes of the uh, of the first half. First half, yeah. One was a pick six. What one was after another fumble. So that's kind of where the game was uh, was won. No, and I think Gardner's a, a really good team in Olathe North. That's that's I I joked on my show that we were recording. I said. If you want to, you want to know what the Sunflower League was made on. Go out to Olathe North and watch Gardner and Olathe North on Friday night because that's yeah. that's 1985, 1995 Sunflower League football right there. A lot around the football. Oh yeah, actually, but I mean Gardner does throw the ball a lot for a uh, flexbone team, and so that's uh, that's what they're running now uh, with the Trailblazers. But I think that's it's be a huge game. They look they look a lot like that Shawnee Mission East team that won state championships. They'd run, run, yeah. run, and then hit you over yeah. the top. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Um, and then, all right, Liberty North and Mill Valley, when do, when do they get tested? When, when, when is when's there going to maybe best chance for a loss here in the regular season happen? Well, I think, you know, uh, this week, Liberty North's got they, – they play Blue Springs and Blue Springs South the next two weeks. Um, that's probably, you know, pretty close for them. You know, Liberty North, I think, is just a, a team that's so good. Now their offense is really going. They're passing – you know, they've been running the ball, running the ball, running the ball, and now teams are putting eight in the box, and they're just – Hitting, mm-hmm. hitting balls over the top, and their defense is outstanding. In fact, I had a text message with some guy who used to coach with them. I'll, I'll, I'll name drop a little. On uh, Saturday, I flip on my TV, catch the end of the Oregon game, and there's this guy with his goatee, yeah. sunglasses, and a hat walking up and uh, patting Dan Lanning, the Oregon head coach. Is it on the- Cajun, is it, Can he still be the Cajun man in Oregon? I don't know. I don't know if he can be the Cajun man in Oregon. They were in Pullman. They were in Washington State. They were way up there and and uh so i texted him i was like ah, i see you on my tv it's like you never left and so about two hours later i'm assuming on a flight home from pullman on whatever super plane that nike pays for the oregon football team to fly on probably the, probably the nicest plane that's ever been made um he texts me back and he, he's like yeah it was a good win and we he starts you know what he goes how about north and they're playing well and this is what i this is one of the things that's fun he starts quizzing me he's like oh rockers is one and four and this and so we're texting back and forth uh, about high school football because he's still yeah. trying to be engaged and uh you know it's greg jones he's he's yeah. engaged it's gonna be that way and it was all good until he he texted me so did mizzou win <laughs> yeah and then i i had this i, I was like i'm just gonna lay it out so say, not yeah, even on my computer gonna... i wasn't even at my computer where i could just type it how up much time fast. do you have yeah i was like so i sat there and and texted the entire last bit uh from the from that on there and sent it to him, and he's like, dang, is what I got <laughs> But no, Liberty North is uh, really good defensively. You know, I, I just texted him about that, and I said, you know, they, they'd gotten an old-school defensive coordinator battle a few weeks ago with Rockhurst, and he said it's funny because, you know, Rockhurst, Learman, and, and Oder called the same defense. They run 3-3 stack. Yeah. So it was definitely something that he uh, he was excited about. But no, Liberty North's really good. I don't know when they get tested. I don't know when Nevada gets tested at this point. I mean, I, I don't. Milvada's got Olathe South and Olathe North. Yeah, uh, I mean, Olathe North. In the yeah. next two, three weeks, uh, both those games at home. And so we'll see. I mean, Olathe South, the three and one team. Olathe Liberty North, North, uh, Liberty North so. still has Ray Peck, but they're, Ray Peck's defense, though they played better against Blue Valley North. Um, I don't know if Blue Valley North had the size really to, to damage yeah. Ray Peck. Yeah. All right, let's get to it this week. Let's look at the uh, Remax Big Three games of the week. We'll start on the Kansas side. Lawrence at Shawnee Mission. North, I, I feel bad for the Bison. I was out there last Wednesday for their athlete of the week to give it to their uh, their tremendous quarterback, and I jinxed them. 
because yeah. they uh, they went out and they uh, they laid an egg and lost in week four in, in OT in OT in OT uh, yes. still a, 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 two, a two and two team a team that beat all eight the South a team that's very capable taking on the Lawrence team that I don't, I don't know if I really got a handle on yet. You know, it's, I we talked to Coach Bowen, and he had some good things to say. He said that the loss in week one was maybe a good thing for his team. He said because they had a little bit of an issue in fall camp. A lot of guys really proud of themselves <laughs> heading into the season. He yeah. goes, so that kind of helped us fix that. And he, and he said that he goes, you know, the kids are coming along. And, you know, his son was the, was going to be the starting quarterback but broke a wrist, I think. Oh, wow. Uh, um, right before the season. He's back playing uh, safety with a big old and club on his sophomore, hand. too. Yeah. And so he's he's making an impact, but they're you know they've gotten their quarterback stuff settled down. Uh, but no, that's a you know that defensively they're as talented as anybody in the metro up front in their front seven, and so that's a good test for Shawnee Mission North. But Shawnee Mission North has got really good players on their offensive line, and they run a, yeah. a flex bone as well. So they have found a way at Shawnee Mission North to to by scheme and by with their person match the scheme to their personnel that allows them to compete every week. They don't have to have a quarterback and throw it you know, 35 times a game, they can do different things. And that's, there's a lot of, I think that's a good sign for a place like Shawnee Mission North that had struggled for decades. And really it's been 15 years since they've won, you know, seven games, uh, if not longer. And they, the coaching staff comes in, finds something that works with their personnel. Um, and you can, you can do that. Look, we live in a, we live in a time period that preps KC has seen Shawnee Mission East Blue Valley North, and to a certain extent, Blue Valley Northwest, though they had more of a football uh, kind of pedigree than Blue Valley North or Shiny Mission East did, win state championships. So you can do it. I mean, it's it's hard. There's no doubt. Um, Shiny Mission and, West too. Shiny Mission West. Uh, but you know, and but they they had more of a pedigree. They had more. Yes, of a they've been Callahan had then. They were kind of yeah. barking at the door there for about six seven years. Where when you know before Chip Sherman and then Dustin Delaney at Shiny Mission East, it was. I remember doing one of our first years, a quarterback at Shawnee Mission East, and they had an underground newspaper at Shawnee Mission East that would just do nothing but rip on the foot. You know, their sports section was ripping on the football team. Yeah. And then, and then now they were, you know, when Chip Sherman took over and then Dustin Laney, they were, they were winning there. So, you know, that's something you can see at Shawnee Mission North that's going on there. And, and it's good to see, it's good to see some of these schools that have really struggled to get wins for a long time do well. And so that's going to be a fun game. Um. Lewisburg at Eudora. Look, Lewisburg <laughs> lost to a team out of Arkansas, but they've had no problem with Kansas teams after that. And we talked about it. Eudora already undefeated or still undefeated. Still undefeated. And, you know, these are two coaches that were on the staff last year. Um, first year head coaches, Drew Harding at Lewisburg uh, and Andrew Steffen. No, two, Andrew Harding, you know, they both go by Drew. Drew uh, Steffen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, you know, when you think of Eudora, Lewisburg, Frontier League football, you know, they're very multiple in offense. They've got a lot of good athletes. They're very athletic teams. Um, very fun to watch. They're going to come at you different ways. So it's not your daddy's frontier league football, mm-hmm. uh, but it's still very good football. It's very good football. This is likely for the league title. I mean, Tong and Oxy and Spring Hill, some of those other teams are going to have something to say about it. Tong and Oxy is a pretty good football team as well. They're just, just kind of young. So I, I think these are two really good teams. 4A is, you know, Miege definitely looks like they're kind of a ahead of the game, but, you know, St. James is going to be in there and, um, Aquinas is going to be in there. Uh, Chanute's going to be in there. You know, there's other teams, you know, in the Eudora and the Lewisburg mm-hmm. and, and, you know, like I said, Tonga and Oxy, the first round of four, which has been kind of like, you know, top half pounds, bottom half yeah, is going to be, is going to be good this year because there's some teams in the middle that are going to give some teams a hard time. Yeah. 
Uh, and lastly, uh, Pius at St. James. It's a crossover game there, but a game that what well, we saw last year. Um, and that's that was really the game that St. James got going. Um, yes. St. James got going last week against Aquinas. Uh, and then kind of the opposite, the undefeated team, Pius, tripped up last week by uh, Chillicothe. Yeah, no, I think uh, the, the, I think Pius would have preferred maybe playing this game a couple weeks earlier. Um, they're coming off a tough loss. Their defense has given up points, you know, a lot of points the last couple of weeks, about 28 points a game when they hadn't been giving up any points. Uh, now they're playing the St. James team where the quarterback settled in. Defense is playing well. Their defense has is, is, is done a good job. So, I mean, it, it's definitely probably a St. James lean on this one. But uh, another crossover game that really, as long as both teams come out healthy, they should get better by playing mm-hmm. the other team. All right, over in Missouri, it's Park Hill and Park Hill South, a rivalry game. I mean, I don't, uh, Park Hill, man, they score a ton of points. They've had so many close losses. They've got to be the best one-and-four team around here, don't they? Yeah, you know, and, and uh, Liberty did a really good job of kind of slowing them down last week. It's the first team that really has. Uh, and Park Hill South, you know, they've had – they've played the Liberty Norse and, and uh, you know, some t- you know, Lee Summit North. They've played some tough teams yeah. early on. And Benny Palmer, they were a young team. They only had, like – three starters back on each side of the ball. Uh, and, you know, he, it was kind of interesting. We talked to him. He had a lot of good things to say about, you know, he goes, he really likes how these kids have adjusted and adapted. He goes, their culture that coach Wilmus is now at blue spring South. He goes, they did a good job. He goes, there was no, Oh, you gotta, we gotta get these kids. He goes, these kids were ready to play. And and you see that, but Park Hill, Park Hill South is always a good game. And uh, it doesn't matter what happens. You, you know, this is a rivalry game and, um, they didn't play for a few years, and then they played in the playoffs last year, and now they're back in the same conference. Oh, they didn't so play? The, they hadn't I when, so. when Park Hill moved up to the goal. Conferences. It, it got taken off the schedule there for a couple of years. So uh, they played last year in the playoffs, and Park Hill South got them. So uh, now that they're back against each other, and they're all everybody's class class six. So it's, it is what it, you know it is what's going to mm-hmm. be the rest of the way. Um, yeah, no, I, I think every conference schedule should have one bye week in there where you can go play a, a non-con. Yes. Make sure you can keep those rivalry games uh, intact. All right. Uh, we got Grain Valley at Belton. Grain Valley, nice win last week yes. uh, over Blue Spring South. An Eagles team that we thought highly of kind of stumbled out of the gates here, but that, that was a really good win over Blue Spring South. Well, their losses are to, to Fort Osage in week one where they put the ball on the ground a bunch and to um, Oak, Oak Park. Park. And they had some turnovers in that game. Oak Park loss isn't looking too bad. Fort Osage loss isn't looking too bad. Um, you know, and that win last week over Blue Spring South, you could, I, I'm not stunned. Somebody's like, what happened to Blue Spring South? I go, well, they're 15, 16, 17 year old kids who drove a mile down the road to a team that's to a school that's smaller than them that they never played before. And it's good and well coached. And I'm not, I wasn't stunned by that. I, they, they, they did a good job. My hats off the Grand Valley. Belton, you know, they're three and two. They're a tough physical team. Uh, you know, talk to coach Vaughn at, at Belton. He said, he loves this game. He loves coaching against David Alley. And he goes, they're just, you know, that's the kind of team you want to play. Uh, this could be one of two. They're in the same district again this year, same conference, same district. So that's a fun game right there. I, I that's I, t- I joked with him and I said, hey, uh, you know, if you I, I'm not if you play again in the playoffs, I want to be at Green Valley, so it's closer to my house yeah. <laughs> for me to go watch that game. I would love to watch that game. Yeah, absolutely. And then lastly, we've kind of touched on this game already. Center at Harrisonville. You think this uh, this could be, uh, potentially be a good one, huh? I think it'll be a good one because Harrisonville's playing better. Last year's center just ripped them on a Saturday afternoon, uh, like 55 to 10 or something. It was, it was just ugly as ugly could get. Uh, so there's probably some of that there. Not a lot of people who were playing at Harrisonville. They're very young, they're sophomore and junior laden. Uh, but no, this is a game that uh, for Harrisonville, you want to keep improving. Even if you don't get the W, 
Um, if you can kind of get some offensive points going and get that going um, with center, because problem for Harrisville is even if they go down and do 10 play drives, mm-hmm. center can go one, two touchdown, yeah. you know, return a kick touchdown. I mean, it's, they can score quick, but they can put it on the ground and, and, uh, and, and seven play, eight play, nine play drive with Jacory love as well too. So, and if you don't tackle him, then it's a 65 yard touchdown. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Good point. Um, all right. Lastly, here we always kind of touch on Simone. I don't know if we've mentioned this guy's name enough. And this, I guess, would be for Fontana because I don't think 4A on down yeah. can win Simone still, right? Uh, Mac Armstrong's putting up stupid numbers. At yes, he is. He is. And, the, you know, the, you can technically win it. It's just tough to do. We've had, you know, a couple of Miege guys be finalists uh, for the Simone. But no, Mac Armstrong's been outstanding. Uh, and, and the Fontana is probably, you know, he's the leader in the clubhouse easily. Uh, but no, he, he is. I, you know, just talking to different people, arm talent, maybe not um, what you've seen at Miege, but hyper accurate, makes great decisions. I mean, is fun to watch, just a fun high school quarterback, you know, and talking to Ryan Wallace, who works at Go Power Cat, who does a lot of scouting. I mean, that's what he, you know, does for them. He's like, I hope that there's a, a D2 or an FCS school that's willing to take this kid who, who doesn't fit the norms, sure. not the biggest kid, not the, you know, Puts him in a weight room for a couple of years and says, Go, you know, hey, Todd Reesing went to an orange bowl. An orange yeah. bowl they bought, but they went he went to an orange bowl. <laughs> um, but it's you we're know, in Blue you Springs, can, Missouri, by the way, folks. Yeah. Yes, uh, we are on the Missouri side. So I can uh I, I really can't talk any trash on Kansas right now. They're four and oh and and uh Missouri can't figure out how to the problem is was was the schedule that season for Mizzou, having to play OU twice. Yes, yes. I that was um uh, but we still were number one, so that doesn't they, – they can never take that away from one. us. Yes. We did get to number one. Not at the right time, but we did get to number one. So that, they can never take that away from us. Listen, hey, and, KU football is back. I don't know Apparently, if, we need Mizzou football to come back now. I don't know if Todd Reesing has still got the turf out of his face mask from the end <laughs> right. of the game there. I know Jerron Baston and some of those guys had something to do with that. So, no, uh, you know, Mac Armstrong's a good player, and I, and I hats off to him for as good – he only he only hit six different receivers last week. That's it. He's been he's been seven or eight pretty consistent. He only hit six. Yeah. So yeah, good good on him and Miege. They're playing great football. All right. Well, let's get to it. Week six in Missouri coming up. Week five in Kansas. Get out to all the games, stay indoors, whatever you do, but check out uh, prepskc.com throughout the night for all the latest up to the minute uh scores uh and stats as well. A lot of these teams now. I don't know what if you know the percentage, but it seems like it's more than half at least have these games We've- have stats and up to, you know, at halftime, they're updated in third quarter and all that stuff. We're and getting close so, to half. Yeah, it's yeah. getting there. You don't have to wait for the news. But then we'll – because Dion will be on there. But, uh, about the night in high school football. And then we'll have, uh, what, eight to ten sets of highlights as well. Some of the best games from around the area yep. um, for you as well in KCHB 41. So 15 minutes, a long, extended under the yes. lights show. Yes, no doubt. Yeah. All right, Dion, we appreciate the time. For Dion, I'm Mick. From Dion's house, I feel like he should be signing out. <laughs> I know. Whatever. It's my, we'll home. It's my home game. <laughs> That's right. Yes. For Snap Tackle Pod, we'll see you next time.